Welcome to The Doctrinal Component with Tom Nettles, brought to you by Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries is a reformed teaching organization committed to the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of local churches. For more teaching material by Dr. Nettles, please visit founders.org. Hello, this is Tom Nettles with our next edition of The Doctrinal Component. We're looking at Luke chapter 7, and today I want us to draw some observations out of verses 18 through 35. This is a lengthy narrative about John the Baptist. This narrative shows that Jesus had perfect confidence that his actions would fully satisfy this last of all the prophets. One, John the Baptist was indeed a true prophet, the last of the prophets, and, though in prison, the greatest of the prophets. And two, Jesus was doing all that the Messiah should do, and such knowledge would satisfy John of the completion of his mission. Verse 18 indicates that John the Baptist, upon hearing the report of what Jesus was doing, that is, his having raised the son of the widow of Nain, Verse 17 says his report concerning him went out all over Judea and in all the surrounding district. And so John sent his disciples to him uh, and they asked him the question, Are you the expected one or do we look for someone else? He did miracles in the presence of these disciples of John the Baptist after they asked him the question. He told them to return and report what they had seen and heard, citing promises about events that would accompany the appearance of the Messiah. He knew that upon hearing that, John the Baptist would take no offense and would wait patiently for the full demonstration of the new covenant, which... John had preached about in chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, the axe is laid to the root of the trees and talked about the necessity of repentance, the essence of the new covenant. And final judgment, that is, the winnowing of the threshing floor. The key to this appears to have been when Jesus told them, the dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he who does not take offense at me. Well, next Jesus commented about the greatness of John the Baptist. Though he had sent him a question asking him, Are you the one? Jesus had no doubt but that his answer would satisfy John the Baptist and he would wait patiently and be willing to take whatever God had for him. He would know that his service of being the forerunner, his service of being the one who would, uh, as it were, clear the path for the coming of the Messiah was over that he would soon die. But he would die with the realization that indeed his task had been done with faithfulness. So Jesus says that John was great because he had no pretensions. He was not intimidated by worldly power. He had complete devotion to his calling. He indicates this in verses 24 through 7 when he says, What kind of person did you go out to see? concludes, yes, you went out to see a prophet. And I say to you, uh, more than a prophet. Uh, This is the one about whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before me. 
Also, he was great because he stood nearest Jesus in the prophetic line. He said that he was the greatest of all men up to that point. Others had spoken about the Messiah in various times and in various ways. Hebrews 1.1, in times past, God spoke at various times and in various ways to our fathers by the prophets. 1 Peter 1 talks about the prophets who prophesied of the sufferings of Christ and the glory that would follow, wanting to know what kind of person this was and what kind of time in which this would happen. But John the Baptist saw Jesus personally. He handled him during the baptism, introducing him into his ministry of identification with sinners through atonement. He did this when he buried him in baptism and raised him up, symbolizing his eventual resurrection. He was standing with Jesus in the moment of Trinitarian identification with Jesus' purpose to bring salvation to sinners through entering and then overcoming their death. Also, John spoke of and preached the kingdom of God. But he died before the completion of the work of, of atonement. John's query in itself showed that even as near as he was to the Messiah, pointing to him as the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world, those who have heard the gospel message that Jesus died according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose on the third day, had a greater knowledge of the prophesied Messiah even than John. John had baptized him in symbolism of that, but those who had preached the gospel after this would know that historically it had actually come to pass. Also, accepting John's message or rejecting John's message was the great divider between men in this unique period of time, verses 29 and 30. Those who were baptized by John acknowledged God's justice. They knew him to be just in requiring repentance from sin and faith in the one to whom John pointed and to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Those who refused such condescension to this wild and radical preacher who had a crazy diet and wore these crazy clothes and confronted everyone who came. Uh, those who refused such condescension rejected the only message of salvation, the true and pure message of salvation given by the greatest prophet who had ever arisen. But they retained their dignity and pride, but they rejected God's requirement of repentance. We also see in this narrative that the refusal to be instructed either by John the Baptist or by Jesus, finding reason to be dissatisfied with both based on superficial observation, indicated a spirit captive to sin. True wisdom would not be put off by superficialities, but would see that the message of the one, that is, John the Baptist, found absolute fulfillment in the person of the other, that is, the Lamb of God, Jesus. Jesus' friendship with tax collectors and sinners was a true indication that his mission would culminate in an even more intimate communication and identification with them. He would take their place under wrath. He would bear their sins in his own body. He had come to die for sinners.
May God bless us with the reality that wisdom is vindicated by all her children. May we live in this wisdom of repentance and trust in the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world.